This is Shoresides Broadcasting from Working Narrative Studio. Shoresides is a real people media project. Coming up next, a Shoresides news special where we capture the stories of your coastal neighbors. In the community, I expect to see a higher than normal rate of relapse. Um, I'm watching the Mugshots uh, website for our local police jurisdiction every day, just waiting to see pictures of people that I've met and that I know show up for DWI or for possession of narcotics or something like that. So I'm David, David Gong, and I'm the uh, assistant manager here at the Intergroup office in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mainly um, for the 99% of business that we do, it's Alcoholics Anonymous, um, and that that fellowship only meetings that are moved and and things that are coming up in lieu of the pandemic they call us and we get that information out via the web uh, so that the community can keep up with what's going on and they know when to go to meetings and when when to plan other meetings uh, in lieu of the ones they would go to so that's kind of what we're doing right now we have dealt with hurricanes we have dealt with natural disasters this is different this is very different. The hurricane has a time frame. You know when it's coming. We, you, you prep for it, it hits, it leaves. You look at the damage afterwards and you get it cleaned up as quickly as possible to get back to life as normal. This pandemic doesn't have an endpoint. Like we have no idea. We have no idea if meetings are gonna survive. We don't know if the meetings will be canceled indefinitely and we'll just lose them completely because they ran out of funds, they didn't have the backup, they don't have people contributing regularly, and they can't afford the rent anymore. We don't know what this is going to look like outside of, uh, outside of uh, this time frame. We just have no idea where, where this community is going to land. And that a hurricane is manageable because you can kind of plan for the future and see how it's going to play out. And this is completely unmanageable. And so people are calling us every day saying, hey, my church is closed down. Um, let everybody know that we can't meet. So the main, the main concern here is we, we, have, we have probably, I would say it's like a third, a third, and a third. Okay, one third, their sobriety is intact. They've been sober for long enough now that they, that they can continue to work their sobriety program day in and day out uh, in, with, without a regular meeting. But without the meetings, they're going to maintain you have another third that are going to meetings because they're being forced to by some else outside entity. You've got parents that are asking their kids to go to meetings. You've got the law asking people to go to meetings to fulfill some kind of obligation uh, because they're legally in trouble. Those people, I have no idea what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to be able to convince a judge that they just couldn't find a meeting because all the meetings have been canceled. I, I don't know. I haven't met anyone or talked to anyone in that particular situation, but, but that is happening. And then you have a third of the people who come to our meetings who are brand new to sobriety, who see they have a problem um, and they don't know what to do about it. Um, and so all they can do is just not pick up a drink and find a meeting where a bunch of people are so they can talk about it and find support. Those are the people that are going to be most impacted by this those are the people that we're holding out hope for and trying to get information to and just trying to let people know that we're still here. Uh, but reaching those people has become difficult because they don't know how we communicate in our community. They're new to it. We have some groups that are thinking outside the box. They're trying to meet outside. Some groups have uh, parks that are near where they meet. Um, and that's, that's working, uh, f but just for a very small number of groups. Something that our community has not done 
um, is adapt with uh, the new technology that's available. Now we're kind of forced to think about it. Um, I've had a couple of people come in talking about they're going to try to start online meetings uh, for their group. I've had a couple of people reach out with conference call numbers that they've put together. But we're, we're rolling with the punches. We're going to see where we land on this. Wilmington's recovery community is it's quite robust. You see people come here, they're going to be here for six months, and they're going to move back to their hometown, and they end up staying for years. People who just decide that this is their new home. Um, and, and in that spirit, in this particular pandemic, we are trying to keep, keep it alive. Um, we're just getting, this is just getting started. Uh, this is not going to be over at the end of the week. It's not going to be over at the end of the month. And so we're just, you know, we're adapting as we go. And as more word comes down from our federal and state government, we, we adapt to that too. And in the meantime, you know, I answer the phones. Uh, we have a 24 hour hotline, uh, and somebody's manning that at all times. And we just do what we do. Barry, what's going on? I know You've been listening to a Shoresides News Special, sponsored in part by NC News Lab. Shoresides is a local journalism project serving coastal North Carolina and beyond. Thanks for listening.